to the Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all of the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. We are so glad that you are here. We put out this show because we believe that motivation is not something that some people have and others don't. Motivation is something that we all possess. The only thing keeping you from using your motivation to pursue your goals is understanding how you can tap into that motivation that already exists inside of you. I'm excited for today's episode. Today, you're going to hear from Katie Wenger. Katie is a clinical psychologist. She's a podcast host. She has a book coming out soon that she'll talk a little about in the episode, and I can't wait for you to hear what Katie has to say about how we can nurture our self-compassion and how that impacts the motivation that we feel. Let's go ahead and get into my conversation with Katie. Katie, it's so good to have you on the show. You know, one of the things that we were talking about before we started recording, you work with a lot of clients who are feeling stuck in their life, like they're not able to move forward. Tell us a little more about, from your experience, what you often see going on and how you help people move forward. Sure. So thank you for having me, Brady. First of all, I'm excited to be on the show. And yeah, it's going to be uh, great. Yeah, absolutely. And I love these conversations and sounds like you're a great person to have them with. I was noticing with my clients them getting to a point in therapy where they had worked on some things, they had improved themselves in some ways or been able to process through things, but then kind of reached this stopping point where they, it was hard for them to move forward. And that bothers me as a clinician because I'm so highly invested and passionate about my client's success that it made me wonder what is getting them stuck and how do I help get them past that? And that's when I started looking at things that they might have a hint of understanding or awareness or maybe completely under the surface, but we had to start addressing some of those things and that's how they could move forward in their progress. Hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. And it makes me think about something that I often talk with people about as it relates to motivation. And I'm very upfront about the idea that I don't have all of the answers, but I do think that the first step to resolving any sort of problem is becoming aware of it. And the truth is that you're not doing yourself any favors if you ignore a problem or pretend like it's not there. Very true. And our brain as a survival mechanism has a lot of those, um, has a lot of those patterns in place where we, you know, we may not even know that we are completely ignoring it. Like that awareness of the, the thing that we're not aware of may not even be there because your brain is always trying to protect you. Your mind and your psyche are trying to keep you in a place where you can continue to function in your day-to-day life. So especially, I mean, that shows the most and maybe people are most aware of it with people that have been through pretty extreme trauma, but even with other parts of our life, yeah, that awareness may not be there. And even if you have a slight awareness of it, we avoid discomfort. So that's part of what therapy does. And what I really push with my clients is getting to that point where they can 
be okay with the discomfort temporarily to get themselves to a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd love to hear you talk a little more about, obviously therapy is something that a lot of people understand. Maybe some people have been before. I personally have been to counseling once in my life and it was fantastic. But I think for people who maybe haven't been themselves or mm-hmm. aren't as familiar with it, maybe there's this stigma that therapy is only for certain people or certain situations. And so I'm curious if you have someone come to you that is skeptical about therapy, obviously, I imagine you don't just try to put a hard sell on them, but how do you explain Mm -hmm. for the average person, the benefits of going to therapy? Well, I explained that it provides the space to think about and process with another person, things that you may not make time to think about or may not feel comfortable doing on your own. So a lot of people describe it as their own space, really their own time where there isn't any other responsibilities that they have. They aren't being interrupted by anyone. They can just really focus on themselves and how they're feeling. And then I explain that there are always things that come up in our day-to-day life and just from living on the planet as human beings that talking through and maybe developing better strategies for can benefit people. So then they kind of see that it is something that regular people, you know, like that anyone could make use of therapy because that misconception can be out there that unless you have some sort of, you know, more intense mental or emotional challenge going on, you don't need to go to therapy, but it really helps with mindset for anyone. So I think that puts them more at ease usually, and then they're more open to the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also love, again, having had experience in therapy and then also working in coaching, which is a similar field in terms of the conversation style, Mm -hmm. but obviously different in terms of the clinical application and things like that. But I find that for a lot of people, the opportunity to go into a conversation and just being able to fully express themselves, because most of the conversations that we have are give and take, you know, most self-aware people don't try to dominate conversations by only talking about themselves and their issues, but counseling and coaching for that matter are two spaces where that is not only acceptable, but I think to some degree expected. And it's just a refreshing experience for a lot of people being able to express themselves in that way. I think there's also a lot of benefit just hearing yourself talk through things and noticing how that maybe mm-hmm. reshapes some of the patterns that you have in your brain. And so obviously I'm a fan of yes, it that's you know, for multiple point. reasons, but yeah, I just think it's such a, it's an underrated opportunity that more people would benefit from taking advantage of. Yeah. And you hit on a key point also that hearing yourself talk about things can change your perspective. And I tell people also that one of the benefits is that you may talk to a family member or you may talk to a trusted friend, but like you said, there is that give and take in the conversation in the relationship. But in this scenario with coaching or with therapy, you can just, I mean, you're talking to someone that is there to just listen to you and just help you. And you also don't have to filter anything. Often we you know, filter, even if it's little things for our, our people that are close to us or our loved ones, because 
We don't want to cause an emotional reaction in them a lot of the time. So if we're talking about something hard that we're going through, we might filter some of that. And in this environment, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that perception as much. You don't have to worry about Mm -hmm. how, what you say is going to affect the way that the other person sees you. And a lot of times there's Mm -hmm. some some new awareness and some new truth that comes from that. So, right. So I'm curious, you obviously allow people to have that space. You've worked as a therapist for, I think, going on 20 years now. How do you find for most people that participating in that sort of exercise, how do you find that that impacts their motivation? In the sessions, it's most of the time I see a high motivation. It's a lesser percentage of clients that take it outside of therapy and actually apply it because it's hard to have that that personal accountability number one in the midst of a busy life and number two when you don't have that person that therapist or that that coach checking in and talking with you every day about you know how are you doing on this and what challenges did you find with it today and what went well with it today and that's why i always encourage people at the end of the day to write down what their wins were, because it doesn't necessarily mean that you've done everything you wanted to do that day, or you didn't do everything that you said that you would in therapy every single day. But there are things that you can identify that you did do, and you that's how you kind of end your day and go to bed feeling productive, feeling good about yourself is being able to identify what, what worked. And Mm -hmm. for some people whose motivation is not great outside of the therapy space, that helps build it up more. Yeah. I love that. It's something that I've dabbled in sometimes more so than others as I look back on my life, but I think there's so much value in it. So from your experience, and I guess let me back up a little bit before I ask this question, because I think that we obviously live in a very fast paced world and we're always trying to get more done. We're always trying to accomplish more. And it seems for many of us, like we have more things to do than we have time in the day to do them. And so I think a lot of people have an easy time making lists of things that they need to get done, you know, setting up to do lists and things like that. But if in doing that, you don't also take time to celebrate and acknowledge your wins, what do you miss out on? Right. Yeah. And that's part of what nurtures that self-love, self-appreciation that you can build up within yourself. If you're looking at the positives and the wins versus what people may do at the end of the day, which is be down on themselves because they didn't get as much done or they're replaying certain events or interactions or things at work or things that we do as parents that they're critiquing themselves. And that's how they go to sleep is thinking, oh, I should have done it this way, or I should have done this. But if you're going to sleep thinking, I did well at this, and I made sure I got this done today, it it makes you feel a lot better about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that really is, it should be what we're cultivating within our own mind, that Mm -hmm. type of mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought that up. And this will give me an opportunity to bring up your podcast as well. Um, So I've done a lot of work in the past couple of years. And when I say I've done a lot of work, I mean that I've read a lot and talked with people a lot about 
the power of positive thinking and positive affirmations. And as cheesy as that sounds, you will find that a lot of people who are successful have some sort of anthem or ritual that they go through. And what they're doing is they are training their minds how to think. And there's studies that will show as you repeat these things to yourself, you're creating these new like neural pathways in your brain that are affecting how you see yourself and how you see the world. So um, talk a little more, I guess, about how you help clients do that. And then I guess I'll give you some space to talk about your podcast as well and kind of the heart behind that and what you're hoping to to help people see through that. I hope that's not too broad a, a prompt there to work with. <laughs> no, not at all. I think that you, you hit on a, an interest of mine for sure that I, I bring into my practice, which is the neuroscience part of it, which I think is so interesting. And what initially drew me into the field of psychology is this knowledge that we can actually change the structure of our brain based on how we think our habits and routines. And so really at any point you can change your mind physically and cognitively by the things that you think and do, like you were describing, like doing the same routine for positive thinking every day, eventually those those negative neural pathways that may have been present start to disintegrate and disconnect. And the new ones that you form are the healthier, more positive ones. And once you have them set in place, I mean, that's your autopilot. So you're, it's very unlikely that you're going to go backwards back into negative thinking. Yeah. So what I do. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. It's helpful. Oh, sure. So, um, My podcast really looks at whatever whatever pieces of that process that I think that people either get asked about often by clients, or I know there isn't a lot of awareness out there about that I that I structure my podcast episodes based on, and the guests that I've had have not only contributed to my personal knowledge and perspective of the world and the field, but also, you know, given me new information and and the listeners information for how they can better their lives in all these different ways. So really my broader topic of looking at the things that are under the surface for us, the things that aren't so, part of our daily awareness that may be uncomfortable or things we don't want to think about or relive that we push down and how bringing them to the surface in the right way and exploring them either individually or with the guidance of a therapist or coach and being able to process them at set times. And then when that time for reflection or spending time alone with yourself or in therapy or coaching is done, you kind of shut the door and compartmentalize so that you can go on with your day, knowing that you will have that time set aside the next day or the next week to go a little bit deeper into it. But the relief that you can feel and the change in your life once you work through some of those things that you don't want to look at is immense. And it, depending on what it is, it it can take some time, but if you stick with it, it it gives you that ability to make your life really how you want it to be in your experience. And that's pretty neat. 
Absolutely. Hey, before we continue the conversation, I want to take a short break to tell you about my Midweek Momentum newsletter. If you're anything like me, you start the new week with a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. You're looking forward to what lies ahead. And then the week starts and maybe something comes up that you weren't expecting or maybe you just get tired from all of the demands that your week places on you. If this is something that you can relate to, go to my website at bradyross.com. That's B-R-A-D-Y-R-O-S-S.com and sign up for my midweek momentum newsletter. Each Tuesday, you'll receive a short email from me, often based on the podcast guest from the week before, and you'll hear a short quote or thought or inspiration that empowers you to finish your week with the same amount of drive and determination that you had when you started. After you sign up, you'll get a free instant preview of the introduction and first chapter of my book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals. You'll learn how to maximize the power and potential of each day by planning in advance what you want to accomplish. I'm not going to spam you. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if for whatever reason you don't like the content, but but I think that you're going to find both the information and the newsletter and also the timing of it very helpful. So I would encourage you to go and sign up. Again, you can find all of that information on my website at bradyross.com, and we'll link that in the show notes as well. Now back to my conversation with Katie. And the other thing that I would add there, and you know, I say this not wanting to minimize the very real struggles that a lot of people are going through, whether it's terminal illness, you know, loss of a loved one close to them. But I think that so often our problems are opportunities that kind of function like mirrors for us to see ourselves differently and look at opportunities to grow and develop. You know, we don't want to face trials, but the reality is we all will in life. You might be facing one right now. You might have one just around the corner and those things are uncomfortable, but that's how you grow. And they are opportunities for you to respond to that challenge in a way that makes you better for the future. And if you can approach them that way, then you won't waste any of that pain that you experience because it will be something that benefits you potentially for the rest of your life. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of these things are things that we can't control, you know, the things that happen to us or the journey that our life takes and learning from that like you said, really makes you feel like there was a purpose in the pain and Mm -hmm. you can learn from that and grow in yourself as a person. And it also sets up a framework for the next challenge that you face. Maybe you learned a few different things that work for you that you can come back to if something else doesn't go as expected or something, you know, terrible happens or, you know, you need to take a new direction or relocate or anything like that and what impact that can have on you and you're just better prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to bring us full circle from where we started. I feel like as the host, I had a topic that I wanted to discuss with you and then I got distracted with every shiny object along the way, but I feel like this has been a great conversation and you've shared so much that I think will be helpful for anyone listening. But to wrap us up here, we started by talking about this idea of getting stuck and how do you move forward once you feel stuck. So what we've talked about for the last few minutes with responding to obstacles and trials, how does that relate to this idea of getting unstuck? Well, I usually present 
different steps for clients to help move through that. And it will also be something that I detail in my book that's coming out this month, same title as the podcast and probably discuss it on the podcast as well. Um, But I think from the beginning of when you feel stuck, you still have to keep your eye on that moving forward. But being gentle on yourself, knowing that that moving forward may not be what you originally saw it to be. It may move at a slower pace. It may look differently, but as long as you're not moving backwards and some days we move a little backwards and that's okay too. But for most days, you're at least not moving backwards. You're staying where you are or maybe taking a step or two. And that helps you realize what you need to continue to do and nurtures that self-compassion. And then I have people remind themselves of what their goals are that they're working towards, because I think when that feeling of being stuck or emotional or decision-making paralysis sets in, your mind gets very clouded with that, or it may be self-doubt and you forget what, what even the smaller goals are along the way. And through that, you're also realizing that other people may be different than your perception was. So if what you're going through has to do with a disappointment with someone else in a relationship or something that doesn't work out or a conflict with a family member or struggle in parenting or really any other area of your life in your career, you can realize even if you see that other people are not as you perceived or as you wanted them to be, you can still know who you are and come back to that really core sense of self and identify maybe again, go over, remind yourself what makes that up and then use those tools to move forward. It also includes like we were talking about taking the time with the discomfort and to really process all of it. And that includes some time to rest and heal. Also, you can't always be working on self-improvement. It's something that you need to balance like anything else in life. Um, And then hitting this point of something else that we discussed of feeling good about what you've accomplished at the end of the day. And it can feel really amazing to know that you you didn't feel completely stuck that day, that you did take a step or two forward, or you did have some revelations about yourself or what you're going through that helps you to motivate yourself when things are feeling so heavy. And then for a lot of my clients, they have pretty big, giant overall goals, and that is overwhelming and that will get you stuck. So part of what I do in therapy and part of what I encourage people to do on their own through journaling or reflection is, is pick that apart to the different pieces of what do you need to do and what do you need to focus on to get to that bigger goal. That bigger goal might not happen for two years, that bigger picture, but what you're doing today is moving towards 
getting you there. And without that, you wouldn't get there. You can't make a huge leap. Um, also this idea of acceptance, I think is key and something that a lot of people struggle with. So that's something to definitely touch on. And part of that is feeling good about your responses that day or that week to other people, even if you weren't able to control their behavior or their responses towards you or the outcome, you can feel good about how you handled it. Hmm. So it's really this method of blending how you can grow and hold on to your self-confidence and your self-love and still will really harness that and be able to continue moving forward. I love that. There's so much that I want to expand on or respond to there. It sounds like I'll just have to get a copy of the book when it comes out. I'm excited to hear that that's something that you're working on. So Katie, thank you so much again for sharing all of this with us, for diving into these topics with me. Before we wrap up, let us know where can we find you, learn more about the podcast and about the work that you're doing. Sure. So you can find all the information about my work and my practice on my website, which is higherfulfillment.com. I also put a lot of material and videos on uh, Instagram. Uh, That is at the relationship consultant and on TikTok at Katie relationship expert. Uh, I also have a Facebook page, higher fulfillment, So really in all of those places, I post things that I am working on, things that I think could be helpful for other people and parts of this process that we were talking about today and expand on that a little more. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. Katie, thanks for the work that you're doing and for sharing some time with us today. I really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me and for the intellectual conversation. That's always fulfilling. And I hope that the listeners get something out of it as well. Well, I have no doubt that those of you listening took something of value away from what Katie shared. And I think the piece that was the most insightful and the most encouraging for me was this idea that nurturing your self-compassion, whether it's through tracking daily wins or even having a space like counseling or coaching where you can express your feelings outwardly in a way that leads to self-awareness. That may feel like a waste of time, but it's so important for us to maintain this sense of progress and keep up our motivation to move forward on these goals. I think that it's easy to diminish our progress when, like Katie said, we're only focused on the things that we don't get done. But there's real value in pausing to reflect on and celebrate the things that we have already accomplished so far, and that gives us additional positivity and motivation to continue to move forward. So those are pretty clear application steps, and I hope that that is something that you take to heart and put into practice in the upcoming week. Thanks again for listening to the show. Go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already done so. We release a new episode every Thursday, and if you subscribe, you'll always have new episodes in your feed when you wake up Thursday morning. I'd also love it if you would rate and review the show. I've been encouraged by all of the positive ratings that we've received so far. And I hope that we continue to put out content that is helpful and valuable in terms of raising your motivation or helping you tap into that motivation that already exists inside of you. I'll see you next week. Remember, you already have all of the motivation that you need, and it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it.